to Astro Detectives, where longtime friends Scott and Sarah try to debunk or prove the ancient phenomenon of astrology. I'm Sarah Hartshorn, the astrologer. And I'm Scott Randall, the skeptic. Each episode, I'll give Sarah two birth charts, one belonging to our guest and one that I made up. She'll use astrology to try to match the right chart to our guest. A birth chart is a snapshot of the sky when a person is born. It reveals an incredible amount of information about a person. Enough to match a person to the right chart? We'll see. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Astro Detectives. I'm your skeptical host, Scott. I'm here with your astrology expert, Sarah. Um, We've got a guest coming on a little bit later, but first we like to do a little bit of a uh, rehashing where we're at. Sarah, um, so far, if the guest is not named John, uh, (laughs) you are 0 for 4. (laughs) Well, listen, I'm feeling optimistic because just statistically speaking i should get this one right (laughs) i was gonna say last time i was thinking (laughs) sarah's probably gonna get this last one and i just wanted to point out like that you thought i was gonna it was gonna be 50 50 and guess what you're wrong i proved you wrong (laughs) you didn't didn't plan on proving me wrong in this in this case uh let's see Two for six. I think that's thirty-three. You're you're at thirty-three point three 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 percent. Oh um, God! That's but this giving... one's this one's going to bring you up to forty or down to. Do we even want to talk about it? <laughs> <This Yeah. one. laughs> that just gave me a flashback of like my biology final in senior year of high school, and I got a thirty-three percent, and I just felt like trash. So. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, hopefully you didn't cheat on that test. And uh, I didn't even study for that test. So (laughs) speaking of cheating, were you uh, using any AI help recently for anything? Okay, now that's not cheating. (laughs) Because I'm not asking AI to tell me who is this person. But (laughs) we need an AI astrologer to, to weigh in too. Yeah. Well, I did want to talk about this real quick, because I I you and I have uh been kind of curious about chat gpt and have been using it to do funny little things like we were creating sales pitches for your solar panels uh but like in the like as like read it as a rap that eminem would say or <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so we've had a lot of fun with that but i um have heard some people using it for um astrology just to see what it could do and i have tried uh I've been having some fun with it, just asking it, you know, how do you um, interpret this aspect? Um, And it's usually giving some pretty insightful things that get me thinking. I'm I'm not going to like completely rely on chat GPT to help me learn astrology, but it it definitely is a cool thing to have in your tool belt to like kind of get your mind thinking. And, uh, and I have caught it like making some errors so it's not perfect but it's learning like uh me (laughs) and um but then i started getting creative and i was like because one thing i was 
struggling with was kind of coming up with some nicknames for these charts because you you know we always have like kind of a nickname to distinguish them and I I kind of put in some stuff about the charts and I was like create a really descriptive nickname and it kind of came up with some cool ones so I actually uh used it to create the nicknames today and but I took it one step further because I just wanted to see what this could actually do so I actually went ahead and I put in all of the placements. I wrote them all out for both charts. And I said, create a list of questions <laughs> <laughs> that you would ask to elicit responses that would help you determine which chart a person belonged to. Sarah, and- <laughs> I'm afraid you've just replaced yourself on the podcast with a robot. I, do you want to know what its response was? Yeah. Its response was, as an AI language model, I must state that astrology is not a scientifically proven method to determine a person's personality traits, inclinations, or behaviors. Additionally, asking someone a set of questions to determine their natal chart is not possible, (laughs) as astrology cannot be used as a tool for determining a person's chart with certainty. (laughs) as we are proving (laughs) so but then it gave me so then i like basically adjusted my prompt and i just put in pretend astrology is real (laughs) (laughs) and it gave me like some pretty good questions to ask and it actually said here's the answers to look for in each chart and i was like I was so impressed with that. And so I just looked at a couple of those and it got me uh, thinking. So I kind of roped those in. But I just wanted to share that because I was I got a real kick out of all of that. Well, my prompt before every episode is pretend astrology is real and just roll with it. <laughs> and here I am with the, uh, yeah. Well, you might, you might be AI, Scott. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't AI just a combination of all of us, really? Like, if nobody was writing anything original, AI wouldn't have anything to read from, and it wouldn't have any output. But I guess we have enough information out there already that AI could just start building off of itself. Yeah. And that's when they take over. (laughs) The robots. (laughs) Well, let's see what the robot came up for your description. Sarah, you have two charts, as you mentioned before. One of them belongs to our guest who we're going to see later. One of them is based on a completely random, somewhat random in this case, uh, time and birth place and all of that stuff. Uh, What do these two personalities have in common, first of all, before we even meet the real person? All right. Well, um, these two charts both have their sun sign in Capricorn, which to me tells me I must know this person because otherwise you probably would have given me ones with two different sun signs. I, I tend to want to separate the, those signs, um, if possible. So if I do, if, even if I generate a random birth date and it's pretty close to the guest birth date, I'll try to spread it out or I'll regenerate a little bit. So yes, you, I don't know how, if you have a sense for when this person's birthday is, you don't talk to them much. This will probably be the most that you've talked to them. Okay. But um, just, you know, with social media, the way that it is and people being, being at other people's parties and being on your feed, then 
I didn't know. And people being astrological stalkers on the internet. Exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, this person has a son in Capricorn. And so Capricorn sons, they, uh, first of all, the sun is how we, it's our core personality. It's really how we express ourselves deep down at like at a core level. It's who we are. And being able to express ourselves in the way, you know, the significations of our zodiac sign, sun sign, is what really makes us feel satisfied and successful and happy in life. And so a Capricorn sun really wants to be able to express themselves as being very responsible and hardworking and goal-oriented. And when they're doing when they're feeling that way, they feel very successful and satisfied. And, um, you know, uh, they're also really associated with kind of like a boss energy or being the boss or uh, being very strategic and ambitious. Um, their uh, zodiac is, you know, the sea goat or the goat who is like climbing the mountains. So they're very ambitious and determined. Not every single Capricorn sun, but that's just kind of the archetype is a very ambition ambitious mountain climber and just to give you like one example like jeff bezos is a capricorn and he built this whole amazon corporation that's like that's so on point for the capricorn archetype so that's just one example for you if as we follow our prompt astrology is real then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretend it's real, Scott. Yeah. All right. Well, since since both of the charts are Capricorn, we can just assume that this person regardless has all of that. So we're going to be focused on the differences to help you decide which one it is. Um, let's kind of get a, a general idea of the two suspects that you're looking at. Sure. Okay. So we have one chart that is going to be uh, a lot, a lot more of that Capricorn energy or that earthy energy, you know, they're going to be, I think maybe a double dose of that. So you're going to get someone who is a lot more, um, you know, determined and a lot more, uh, hardworking and goal oriented and maybe a little more serious. And, um, they're going to be someone who is very intellectual and, um, they're probably the way that they're going to process their emotions is by talking about them and, you know, thinking about them um, and overanalyzing them. That's how they process their emotions. So we're calling this person um, the grounded intellectual. That's my that's that's chat GPT. I was going to say, <laughs> actually, I think I think I modified what they came up with, but that that's pretty close to what they came up with. So um, so that's grounded our grounded intellectual. intellectual, but still successful and highly motivated. Very, but grounded. All right. Sounds yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, and, and they might be a little more social than our other other chart. Um, OK, so so our other chart. This person also a Capricorn, so they are going to have some of the that's you know hardworking, responsible, goal oriented, but they're also going to be very much more uh, in touch with emotions and um, 
they, I would think that they would be very relate to being very empathic and feeling and sensing. So it's adding a lot of, um, what we like to call like water in their, in their chart. They're going to be very, um, you know, they might be someone who's prone to being kind of moody, um, cause they're just going to be like feeling all those feelings, uh, but not just of themselves. They're going to be feeling the feelings of everybody around them. Um, they're going to be a lot more connected to spirituality and, um, they're going to be very emotionally intelligent and maybe kind of compassionate, uh, for everybody, you know, not just the people in their life, but just have a real compassion for everyone. And, um, and the way that they process their emotions is, you know, they're just going to feel it so deeply and they're just going to be like really, really in it. And it's going to be really hard for them to distinguish between their own emotions and other people's emotions because they're absorbing like a sponge, like everybody. So those are kind of the main differences between these two Capricorns. All right. Well, our Capricorn is in the waiting room, so let's find oh, out. Who... I didn't. I, I didn't say the name. Sorry. Oh yeah, that's important too. Yeah. The what, mis- what did Chat GPT come up with for uh, this one? Yeah, Chat GPT said this is the Mystic Adventurer. Mystic Adventurer. So we have the Mystic Adventurer, and we have the Grounded Intellectual. So we'll see who we're going to get. All right. Right after this commercial break. And we're back. We've got our two profiles that we're looking for as detectives. And now we're going to see which one matches our guest. Let's welcome them from the waiting room. Oh, this is hilarious. Well, well, well. Oh, my. Our guest is Anker. Good friend of mine. Not I don't think you know Sarah as well, but we're connected on Facebook enough that I did have to place your birth chart similar to another person's, uh, or not another person's. I put the random one kind of in the same ballpark, and she's trying to guess, based on just talking to you, which one of these charts is your chart. Okay. Am I supposed to know which one of these charts is my chart? No. You just have to be yourself, and um, the goal is... For me, the skeptic, to prove that astrology is not true. <laughs> is that your my, goal? <laughs> no, my goal is to find out. We're testing astrology. And this is, to me, the best way to do a blind test. Is um, shouldn't, the, uh, shouldn't, shouldn't the burden of proof be on the person to prove that it does exist? Yeah, and it well, is. Yeah, Sarah, <laughs> is, it, she, is, she's got some burden on her shoulders. She's been looking at these two charts for about three days now. <laughs> And, yeah. um, and, and she's drawn out kind of two personality profiles from each of them. And she wants to see uh, which one, which bucket she can put you in. And, um, and uh, is my personality distinct and different from the other persons that you found on Facebook? The, the other one is just a random birthday that I created also in the same month that you were born. Um, so, oh, yeah, we can say they're both Capricorns. So, Scott, can you talk about your connection to Ankur? Um, Ankur and I really started hanging out in L.A. the most. We had we were, yeah. had friends in common, but um, Ankur, uh, I think that the time that we started hanging out the most is when you hired me to manage your uh, endeavors into a sandwich shop. 
Well, I was going to say, isn't that like, so I don't, I don't know what you're predicting for, but wouldn't that give you an insight into the personality? It does. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's what, yeah, we want to give her as much information about you right now in the interview portion. And then she's going to look at two charts. And if astrology is real, all this information uh, that you're I, giving her. Okay. Now, yeah. now I'm getting it. Sorry. Okay. I'm, I'm slower yeah, than normal. Put that in my personality chart as well. Yeah. Um, does that help you, Sarah? He's slower than normal. And yeah. it does help me. And sorry, uh, Scott should have gone over this with you in the pre-interview. <laughs> well, I do sort of like to explain to the guests a little bit. Um, I- oh, go ahead, Sarah. Oh, I was just going to say I'm very excited because I did have a guess on who I thought it was going to be, and it's not. And that actually makes me happy because I feel like I have a clean slate, no biases. All right. So, Well, Ankur, give give us just a little kind of sentence idea of how you would describe yourselves. Uh, By by trade or personality? Whatever comes to you. So um, I think... uh, well, I guess it's become a big part of my life now, but I've been basically a tech in the technology world. I've been a seller um, for technology for probably the last 20 years or so. Um, I've done a couple of entrepreneurial things on the side, uh, one being the sandwich shops that uh, I got to know Scott uh, in, and now I'm doing something else along this the, the world of haircuts and haircutters and stuff like that. Um been in LA for about 13 years or so. Um, before that, uh, from Texas and originally from uh, from New Jersey. Um, I have a three-year-old daughter and a wife, uh, 39-year-old wife, I guess. I don't know why I just hit her age, but we've been married for about five years. Cool. And um, I will just say during this questioning, the only thing that is off limits is anything related to your birthday. So, um, yeah, we just (laughs) like, I remember we were at this on this day or whatever, celebrating my birthday. Yeah, just that's uh, that's the only thing to to watch out for. Um, Can I just ask you what you think about astrology before I turn things over to Sarah? Uh, What's your your kind of feeling going into it? Yeah, I, I I think it's kind of uh, I think it's maybe fun, you know. It's fun to to read your read your horoscope. Uh, I don't think that there's anything to it um, at all, like not even a little bit. Um, but you know, I'm wrong about a lot of things, so you know, I'm, I'm open to the idea of being wrong. <laughs> See, but that's. That's my opinion when I was starting this. I think that's kind of like what got me into doing this show was like, I don't think astrology is real at all. But you know what? If there's some way to test it, I'll bet we could do it. If there's anyone that could be wrong about something, it's definitely me. And I'm and I'm willing to be proven because if if it is real, then I could use all the help I can get moving forward, right? Tell tell me uh, what uh, I should be, you know, investing in both relationship wise and money wise. Um, you know, how how am I going to spend the rest of my time? Seems. I totally agree with you. And this is why I love astrology is it can answer a lot of those questions. Uh, it it may not be the right answer, but it's an, I, I, always thought that, I always thought that astrologers and such, I think that they do always get, they get to the answer that they want, but a lot of it is 
confirmation bias and ignoring things that may not fit the mold of, hey, I'm a Capricorn, you know, I, you know, if it fits outside of that Capricorn, well, you know, sometimes Capricorns are like that, you know, <laughs> it's just, it just seems kind of like a crapshoot sometimes. Um, but yeah, let's, let's see. I'm open to it. Great. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you're open to it. <laughs> So I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm going to kind of tell I'm going to go through, I have two charts here. I'm going to kind of tell you a little bit about what I see in the chart, but then I really want you to fill in and give me your story because um, astrology, you know, can be helpful and the energy of the chart can manifest in a couple of different ways. And I don't always know exactly how, but I can kind of talk about in the realm but yeah just be honest tell me what you, what you agree with and if you agree with it you know tell me more or if you don't agree tell me why sounds good okay so um so this chart um pretending this is your chart um i would say we've already kind of established that you're a capricorn sign we know that because actually both charts have that so that's only placement I'm going to call out, but um, Capricorns are, um, you know, very responsible. They're hardworking and very goal oriented. And they usually often do own businesses. Like you mentioned the sandwich shop. So that's very on par for Capricorn to be very business focused and very interested in achieving and goal oriented. But there's a lot more to the chart than just your sun sign. The sun is just what makes you feel what you're here to express um, and kind of relates to your goals and ambitions. But so in this chart, I, um, I feel like you also have some things in your chart that make you very, um, a very grounded person, um, very determined, but also someone who can appreciate beauty and um, luxury and maybe things that are made well and made to last. Is that something that you relate to? Uh, I think the, the parts that maybe started relate, I'd be able to relate to maybe came at the end there. Like I think, so I'm also trying to be honest with you. So I, I would say, yeah, I can appreciate something super nice. Um, I don't know about grounded, um, to be frank. Okay, uh, you don't feel grounded. Do you? I don't in honestly know about the hard. And maybe I'm trying to also not be like just self-deprecating and annoying, but like I honestly don't think I'm that hard of a worker. Um, and maybe even Scott could disagree. I, I don't know if he's supposed to input or not, but but I, I don't I don't think I work very hard. Scott, do I work very hard? Well, we've we've matched, and that like that's what's brought us closer. Is we bonded over our lack of work ethic. Yeah, yeah. So I think you know, uh, but I do think I think the things that are true for most people are true for me. Like I can appreciate something that's made well, and uh, I like luxury and and you know stuff like that. Um, but if I, uh, if I yeah, can so. step in a little bit, I feel like there's working hard and there's working smart. And Ankur, I think yeah. that you would be considered as successful at work and you might have done it in a way that doesn't require like a lot of grittiness and long hours, but maybe yeah. 
work hard means, I don't know, Sarah, there's a lot of ways to interpret that. I I, I think so. And not every buddy who has a Capricorn son is going to relate to being hardworking, but um, maybe taking on a lot of responsibility. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. another way that that manifests, but they're definitely going to be, I mean, for someone to own a sandwich shop, you know, I mean, that's a lot of responsibility and that's someone who's got high ambitions. So it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, everyone who has high ambitions wants to like work really hard. Usually they don't, you know, usually they want to enjoy a nice, comfortable life and not be like grinding it, you know, but they are going to do a a lot of things that are going to assure that they have a comfortable life. Does that make sense? But who doesn't want a comfortable life? Well, I think everybody wants a comfortable life, but not everyone is taking the right steps or is good at taking the right steps to achieve that. And some people have, you know, some people are happy with less and they don't need to have, they don't, they have other things that they're interested in, you know, they're comfortable with less. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. They're comfortable with less or they're not as, they're not as ambitious or as, interested in they don't also have like the education to figure out how how would where would i even start with a you know to own a sandwich shop i mean there's just um you know there are different levels of what people seek um as far as what they feel is comfortable you know and what they are willing to do and what they're able to do does uh, does Anker's pushback on the comfort question help you see which chart he might be? Is it giving you some good insight? I mean, I th- it's hard to say. You know, it's it's a pr- pretty early on. We're just kind of no, scratching feel, the surface. Feel free. Keep peppering me with uh, with questions, but you know, I'm I'm Scott did prepare me and allowed me to push back when uh, when I saw fit. I um, said, "Be be yourself." Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, this is myself. So there you go. Great. <laughs> Anker so, and I do enjoy debate quite. I think that's something that we, that we both have in common. Analyzing issues, talking about news, and debating is very strong. Yeah, and, and this is a very you know this is a pretty easy one to debate, right? I mean, yeah. this is a, <laughs> in the beginning of time, people have been you know sitting in their caves wondering if uh, if that star means anything, right? So. Um, Wow. (laughs) We're, we're finally going to answer that for them. Um, all right. Well, (laughs) moving on. So, um, can you tell me about your childhood experience and, um, how you would characterize that or what you remember? Because in this chart, I'm feeling like, did you, did you grow up with, um, luxury or a lot of comfort like were your material comforts met growing up or no yeah i think we're probably like a lot of a lot of kids that you know you don't know if you're rich or poor because your parents just you know your parents made sure that need was met right so um i didn't know what i was missing but we we grew up uh i would say in the lower lower middle class i would say um you know, I didn't didn't have a whole lot until we probably moved to Texas, and that was around when I was eleven or twelve, something like that. So, um, 
Yeah, you know, grew up in maybe the wrong side of the tracks in in New Jersey, um, and then moved to Texas. My dad got a new job, and then things got a little bit better for us. Did you? Was there ever a time where you felt like your material comforts or just like being comfortable was not met? Like you felt because you were saying you kind of weren't sure if you were rich or poor, like kids are, don't always know. But did you ever feel like you're lacking and life was really uncomfortable? Not not outside of not outside of the dumb things, right? Like kids are like, oh, can I buy that you know, Nintendo or something? Or can I have or even as a 16 year old, can I have that car? No, we can't afford, you know, can't afford a BMW. You're getting this 92, you know, beat up a cord instead, you know, or something like that. But the, all that really told me was that, you know, I'm not with, I'm not rich or, or that my parents don't want to spoil me or something like that. It didn't, it didn't tell me, Hey, we're, we're, you know, we're probably in the lower half of income families or anything like that. And I don't think I thought that way, okay. but at no point, maybe to answer your question more directly at no point that I think like my needs aren't met or okay you know, an embarrassment of riches of, you know, all the things around me that I need. Okay. And um, was being outside in nature a big part of your um, childhood experience or connection to like being in the woods or art or nature? Yeah. Uh, I would say, I think on that, I can be very firm and say, absolutely not. Um, Okay. I was not an outdoor person at all. I think just in the last 10 years, I've become a very outdoor person. Um, but uh, no, not, not, not before. Okay. And um, so can you kind of give me a, like, what did you spend your time doing as a kid then? Uh, you know, what kids in the you know 80s and 90s did, you know, played, uh, you know, played, you know, Little League did, you know, played too many video games. You know, we moved around a lot, so there weren't a lot of a lot of friends uh, at the time. So uh, a lot of you know, kind of solo play, um, you know, hanging out with my parents, like kind of being being a little bit like a mix of like a nerd and mix of a nerd and like a video game person. Followed you know my favorite sports teams. Um, I don't know, like yeah, just. Kind of being a being a not cool kid in the eighties and nineties. How about that? Okay. And um, how were you feeling about um, all that change? Was like you said, you moved around a lot. Um, were you resistant to that type of change or new changes? I think I was only resistant to the one major shift, and that was to move from the Northeast to Texas. Um, outside of that, I don't. And that was also probably the only time I was at an age where I could tell them, like, hey, man, I don't, I really don't want to do that, you know? Um, But besides that, it was just, you know, you find out that you're moving to a new house when somebody tells you to pack your bags or something, you know? So, uh, yeah, I I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know if that was really forming to me. I don't, I don't know if that, that played a big part. Um, Yeah, I thought about it all. I'm I'm trying to keep score. Was does this chart say that he's resisted to change growing up? Um, you know, it's just one signification that can mm-hmm. um, often come up with this 
sign is like some stubbornness or resistance to change or not liking change growing up or overall overall and oh, growing okay. up. both uh, you know Anker, so, you because our... yeah i don't know uh, well so i would say now you know people people change over time right so i think like the the me now is pretty pro change i like i i like the variety of things because i kind of see you know, nobody's old or anything, but I just am trying to get all the experiences in that we can, you know. So I'm, I think I'm I'm the I'm the pro change guy, uh, especially if you compare me to you know, my wife or something like that. You know, she's very conservative, wants to stay, you know, be like, hey, we've got a good life in LA. I'm like, yeah, but what about, uh, I don't know, Portugal? What about uh, <laughs> New Zealand? What about uh, Singapore? You know, and and uh, and I'm not and I'm not kidding, you know. And <laughs> so I think I'm. Um, I'm the the more change uh, okay. person. And to okay. be fair, this chart doesn't say that definitively. Like you're absolutely no change. I mean, there's the, there's a there's one thing in there that's like pretty big that says okay with change and very adaptable. And then there's another that's you know kind of opposite that. So it's of course it's, there is. Well, that you know, and when there is that, that can sometimes there can be like a inner conflict, but I'm not, I'm not suggesting that necessarily in this case, I'm just trying to explain. But I guess like, how would, how would, like, you got to see that, right? Like you're, you, that there's that if I said, yes, I am absolutely against change. You probably would have been like, oh, yep. I see that in the chart. Right. And. No, and I, 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 I mean, I, there's, <laughs> let's keep going because i don't want to get too off track <laughs> but you know like i'm i'm just trying to figure out how this energy is showing up for you if this is your chart you know what i'm saying we've got two mm-hmm. charts to read so i'm trying yeah. to like ask you questions and kind of talk through so this might not even be your chart yeah yeah, yeah that's true <laughs> So, okay. So moving on, I'm going to ask you about um, kind of like how you process your emotions. So are you someone that, um, you know, in this chart, this is somebody who is um, the way that they process their emotions is they're very analytical. um, They like to talk about their feelings and talk it out, but like view it in a very logical, rational way and, and kind of have a conversation about it. No. Do you relate to that at all? I think I, uh, I think I get there eventually, but maybe after the. So you kind of. So I think I probably shut like if something detriment, like if something negative, let's just say, put to put mm-hmm. a bigger box around it, were to were to happen, or I disagreed with something. You know, Scott really pissed me off. He stood me up at lunch or something like that. I think I would first kind of shut down and then and then give myself time to calm down on my own and then be like hey man let's let's talk about how I was sitting at this place for three hours and you didn't even pick up the phone or you know whatever and then like, he would I, choose a podcast to bring it up exactly <laughs> just waiting not, for the perfect no, time well so i think it's like analytical but i do all the an- analytics on my end uh in my own little yeah I guess that's what I mean. Like when you're trying, you know, some people, when they feel intense emotion, they just cry or they scream and yell. But some, uh, some people like possibly in this chart, they might 
just want to really analyze their emotions and uh, what they're feeling and help that kind of helps them process things. Yeah. So you were like, okay. Uh, Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I think the, the motion that you're describing is something that I eventually get to. Um, I'm just trying to think of like the last time something severe happened, right? Like a really bad, like, you know, like, oh, you, I haven't had like, a, oh, you you cheated on me or, oh, like I haven't had like that kind of crazy outburst of like emotion, right? And years and years, but, okay. you know. But I, yeah. if I could step in, I feel like you are not the type of person that gets emotional about small stuff. And there are people who do. I've never seen you yeah, I don't actually get like that mad physically. Yeah, like, to that point. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I'm very selective over what I get that mad about yeah. yeah so when she asked the question i was like oh yeah that actually does sound like anchor to me yeah. analytical yeah, with emotions analytical. A lot. like you know i just think back though like when when she answered when she asked the question i was thinking of you immediately think like okay well what's worthy of the outburst that she'd be talking about right and i'm thinking back on like the craziest like most emotional times in my life and i'm like well no i was pretty freaking emotional at the beginning there and then and then I got smart about it and analyzed, and then I, you know, tried to talk about. It. So I don't know. It's kind of a little bit of. Maybe okay, so when you said you were general. really, when you said you were really emotional in the beginning, what does that mean? Does that mean you were crying, or you were just feeling, you just felt off, or what does that mean? Yeah, no, I, I don't know about. I'm trying to think. Like the last thing, maybe my dog died. Right, like I don't know five, six years ago, right? So a lot of people have a pet die, right? I think I probably was, it wasn't just like, oh, I feel off today. You know, <laughs> it wasn't that. It was like, it was like, I want to climb in a hole and I don't feel good. And I think I was probably crying at the time, like, you know, um, but maybe that was the last time. I don't know. Um, but it took, it took something that, it took literally somebody, somebody, I guess it's a buddy, uh, some loved one dying for that to, to come about. So it's it's still few and far between that that happens. And when that happened, did talking about it or, I mean, well, what helped you definitely process talking that? I mean, you can imagine talking about your dog dying is not really helpful, right? Um, I guess maybe to some people it is. I don't know. I don't think it was for me. Like, uh, I don't think talking about it in the moment helped. And that's why I said that it takes time to get to that point for me. Sure. I think once we got there after maybe a couple weeks, a month, then it was like, okay, you know, I'm ready to talk about it. And then when, the, when I got going talking about it, then, then, then I'm happy to do so because the conversation shifts from, Oh, how do you die? Oh, what happened to, you know, tell me about it. Right. And you, you'd always rather have like the second conversation than the first one. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so in, how do you relax and find like inner calmness, I guess, like I'm seeing in the, this chart would suggest this person would, um, you know, want to do something physical or kind of be active maybe, or learn something new or be social. Is that how you, um, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So I, I guess what you're saying is anything but being kind of introverted and like sitting right. on the couch and watching Netflix, basically, right? 
No, I, because with the other chart, um, that person would be more uh, the way that they would really relax and I guess find like that equilibrium again is through like spirituality and meditation and being very creative and expressing yeah. themselves creatively. So to maybe help you with that other chart to to get myself out of that box, I'm definitely not the spiritual type that I would, would ever look for that. I think that the perfect middle though, like I don't I don't know that the refine my center, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go for a hike. I like hiking, but I think I like it because it's like an inner an exercise source. Um, if and when I want to just really relax, I think I would go watch a baseball game in peace. I would put my phone away, don't touch it for you know a day. Um, I would uh, honestly, the Netflix idea sounds pretty freaking good to me. Uh, you know, sit there and watch five episodes of something without you know texting or streaming or kind of anything like that. Uh, but yeah, it would be kind of like that solo, very inactive couch potato type of activity. Right. Okay, so that sounds like a big no for this one. I, for this, I wouldn't for... say that was a big no. So here's the here's the problem with um, you know, Scott, you're very pro me trying to like kind of give an interpretation or kind of see say what I see. And I'm trying to keep it broad because you know, someone with this aspect, it could come up at uh, several different ways, but within under a num certain umbrella. So oh, right. I'm just kind of like guessing at one of those things under the umbrella, you know, and it, it yeah. It, and this, this isn't like a grade of you. This is at the end of it to kind of actually give you the information and say like, oh, I'm looking at a lot more X's on the first chart than the second chart, just to kind of get some sort of barometer. Right of how right. agreeable Anker was to one chart versus the other. At the end of the day, you're the one who has to pick the chart. So this right. is not like your score in any way. I So just for that answer, I'm sort of leaning towards a, yeah, you know, closer to this chart for that one, for that question. Okay. Because, because with the other chart, that was someone who is going to be a, probably a lot more spiritual and, needing to express themselves creatively and meditation and yoga and all this stuff um, is going to be a huge part of their identity and how they relax and what okay. they really connect to at heart. So I wasn't getting that from his answer. Yeah. You know, so, so excluding um, me from the second box is putting me in the first box. Would you kind of agree? It, yeah, kind I of fa it falls under that umbrella, but I can't, I don't have time to go into yeah. everything that we'll have to do a bonus fall into that bucket. We'll do a bonus Anker episode where we, we can address all the questions too that come up. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. we got to get Sarah the info so she can make her best educated guess. Okay. Yes. Um, so I want to talk about your mother. Um, can you, um, so with this chart, this person's mother would be probably more someone who would be, I'm guessing, intelligent, logical, humorous, curious. Does any of that relate to your mother? I would put myself firmly in the other box, probably. Um, <laughs> I, think she's, I think she's probably intelligent in her own way. Um, 
very emotional, uh, doesn't think logically. Um, she kind of she's a very go with her gut type of uh, type of person, um, much to my chagrin. Would you say, would you say that she um, is very uh, flighty and changes her mind a lot, or flaky, or anything like that? No, no. I mean, maybe it just helped to maybe describe. It. So I, I say this all very lovingly, but but she has such a deep love of kind of me, my like our family, that she doesn't think before she does things. She's just like. Oh, you're hungry? Let me make you 17 sandwiches. Oh, mom, I'm only here for two days. It doesn't matter. You know, like, like st- stuff like that. Or, oh, you need help uh, with childcare. Cool. I'll be there tomorrow morning. It's like, mom, you, you live four hours, four hour flight away. That's completely unnecessary. We have a nanny, you know, like, like stuff like that. Um, and, you know, the, the fights that we would, that, you know, you might get into with Scott, like a small disagreement leads to tears, right? Um, you know, so a little bit more emotional, a little bit less, uh, logical, but very kind of hard on her sleeve and loving, I would say. Great. Okay, great. All right. Is that and... a good, is that like one that I should mark as being kind of this chart a little bit or um, <laughs> maybe? The opposite. No? I mean, not, ex- I don't know. There, there's... <sighs> If we're just looking at this aspect in this sign, it's, you know, not really fitting, but there is an a, a very major aspect happening there. That, so I would say it could still be a yes. It just didn't necessarily fit with what I was thinking. All right. I got some maybes on here, so I'm just yeah, marking it a Yeah, it's kind of like right. a didn't really get a lot out of that one to match okay so moving on so um all right so i want to ask you about your love language so um are you someone who it's very important when you love someone like your wife or like your child like is it the way you show your love is by being very responsible and someone that they can depend on um, and doing acts of service to show your love. Yeah. Ver- I think that. Ver- yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. I'll, I'll stop you there just because I, you know, we recently did this kind of not deep analysis or anything, but just like, you know, what's your love language? Oh, I'm physical touch. Oh, I'm acts of service. I'm, you know, words or words of whatever it's called. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's, Acts of service is what I give, and I like to generally receive like the words of affirmation type of thing. Well, you're doing a great job today, just so you know. <laughs> and that's genuine. And are you the type of person that gives very practical gifts? Do you think like, okay, what does this person need? I'm going to get them something they really need and can use. Um, good question. I... My gift giving methodology is what what would that person want that they either wouldn't buy because it's silly to buy or can't afford. Like something that they'd like to have, but for some transactional reason they 
don't have. And let me try to fill that hole for you. Okay. From that, from that point of view, I guess I'm, I'm, you know, filling it. I'm doing it logically. Okay, great. All right. Um, so I think we kind of touched on this earlier, but um, when you handle conflicts with other people, um, you are someone who's prone to engage in debate or argument. Is that kind of how you, it, would that be true for very, you? You Very much, very much so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and do you really value um, communication and clarity? And I know everybody probably values that, but some people, like that's even more important to them. And that's why I bring it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say that I'm I'm very uh, heavy into that. I I value communication highly, both you know friends, love life, you know professional life. Like I think I communicate very clearly and succinctly with people, and I just I it's unfathomable how some people can't. And I think I'm my expectations are probably pretty high, and I'm very hard on people when they don't do a good job communicating. Okay. Excellent. All right. We should communicate that we are um, 38 past the hour. Um, are we approaching the midway part to get into the second chart? Uh, not quite, because we had a lot of talk up front, <laughs> but we're, we're, we're getting close. We're getting close. I'll try and speed it up a little bit. Okay. Um, okay. So, it's, so you mentioned you had a child. Did you say um, you had a son? What does the chart say? It doesn't, it doesn't say that. <laughs> um, so um, regarding your child, um, as far as your parenting style, it sounds like, and it sounds like you kind of answered this in your last answer, but are yours, you sounds like you have very high expectations. Um, you're very practical in your parenting, very logical, um, and maybe, maybe a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to what you want for your child and your parenting style? Well, I, I think there's maybe different, right? I think I'm a perfectionist with wanting, like I have an idea of what I want to give her and the experience that she, I want her to have as a child, right? Like, like every day is another opportunity to give her something freaking awesome. Like make it like a core memory for her. Like we're trying to, trying to do the best job we can as a dad there. Do I expect great things from a three-year-old? No, like <laughs> there are three. Like the other day, she took off her diaper and threw it at me. Like, no, it's not. Um, I, well, how about long term? Like when you're thinking about what you, I want. I want to be the opposite of it. I, I don't think we have enough data yet to um, figure out if I'm going to be a perfectionist with her. I want her to to kind of figure out her own path and screw up, but just don't do anything dangerous. Okay, I agree. Um, and I know that you mentioned she's only three. Um, do you, how would you describe her like personality so far? She's a mean little bugger. Um, <laughs> I mean, just that diaper incident alone. Uh, yeah, but she's, uh, you know, she's, I, I spend the most time with her by far. I probably spend 75% of the, the time with her. She's um 
she's very particular, picky, uh, a little unforgiving. You know, she'll hold something against you uh, for a long time. Um, but, you know, every now and then you'll get like a nice unsolicited I love you or like an unsolicited hug. You know, it's like kind of her way of being like, all right, like I know I was an asshole to you all day, all week, but here, here's a little, here's a little kiss, you know, or something like that. But I, I think by outside of sleeping, and she sleeps very well outside of that, I think difficult, I think she's a difficult kid versus, I, we've heard that she's difficult, and I think we see that she's on the difficult side. And you feel that way because you said she was picky and kind of unforgiving? Uh, yeah, and the tantrums are bad, and she has to have it her way. I mean, we're we're doing... Probably a lot of it has to do with us just kind of giving her everything just because she's our she's our one kid and she's always going to be our one kid. So it's like, you know, I, yeah, spoil the hell out of her and then we'll hope to fix that later. You know, like that's, that's kind of what we're going for right now. Okay. Um, so, yeah, she's going to be a little bit of an asshole and, and that's okay. Okay. All right. And then uh, moving on to your uh, marriage. Um, so. Um, it, can I ask, is this your first marriage? I mean, everything you ask me, I'm going to ask you, what does the chart say? But it doesn't sound like the chart says anything, right? The chart's well, not going to tell me if this is your first marriage. Well, you have I, to fill that in. Well, I guess, I guess, I guess wondering the distinction, like, does this chart point towards what, like, what are you kind of getting at helps, helps me understand too. I just want to know if this is his first marriage, and then I will explain, um, you know, what I see as far as it, it, for, for the for the sake of time. You know, I think she wants to get through this. What? Yeah. Yes, it's, it's my first. Okay, thank you. Okay, so um, so your wife, would you describe her as being um, a little more introverted, maybe more private? Um, possibly secretive, someone who's going to be more observing of other people. Um, is any yeah. of that resonating? I think, all, I think all of that's probably true outside of the, outside of the secretive. And I don't mean that, you know, she doesn't keep secrets to me. I don't mean that. I just mean, you know, she's a pretty open book. Once you, you know, get her talking, there's no point where she'd be like, ah, I'd like to keep that private. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't really do that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, everything, you know, she's a little bit more, she's definitely the introverted one. She's a more conservative one of us. Uh, she has a, maybe a little bit harder of a times starting a conversation with a rando, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah. I think everything else you said is true. Okay. All right. Great. And, um, is she someone who's like possibly into psychology or just really good at like understanding people? Uh, No. No, I don't. I don't think that she's good at understanding people. Um, I, you know, sometimes I'll often have to be like, you know, what they actually meant by that was that, or you know, they were kind of being a jerk. Oh, really? They were being a jerk? I didn't see that. Well, like, okay, well, that's because they were, you know, you can pick up on the sarcasm, or, or you know, just stuff like stuff like that. Um, she's she not, that not as picking up on people. Okay, and. Does she ever get, uh, she's the type of person that would be kind of suspicious of other people or what their intentions are? 
I mean, it's like one of those where now that you mention it, I can. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I guess I could I could see her kind of not giving people the. I don't want to say benefit of the doubt, but like, like thinking what somebody might be up to where I'm just taking it at face value, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I think the last two statements are kind of a little bit contradictory, but, but I think, um, yeah, I think you're right on that. Okay. Okay, great. Um, all right. So where do you, I, I want to try and see if I can figure out where you find the most ease in your life and where you find the most challenge. Um, uh, from this chart, I feel like, um, possibly the most ease would be kind of like through work, um, and making money and just like your daily routine, um, uh, things like that. Uh, so I would, I would probably say that my, my ease is in social situations. It's probably where I'm, I find myself at most ease and it's the most natural place for me. Uh, I think, I think work, you know, I don't want to just disagree, just to disagree, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess I've paved a good path for myself, but I haven't been good at most of the jobs that I've had. Um, you know, it's, it's like an all small that ends well, like I'm in a good place now. So I kind of forget about some of those, you know, shittier jobs, but. What um, is it that you do now? Tech, I mean, technology, tech stuff, strategic alliances for technology, which is okay. just a way of saying, um, you know, schmoozing people to be partners with my technology company. Okay. Yeah. All right. And would you say that the most challenge, um, uh, did I write this down right? Um, have you had any health challenges or challenges, um, around, well, sorry, I take that back. Um, have most of your, <laughs> this is kind of like contradictory, I realize, but I feel like you did kind of answer this because it sounds like you actually have had some good fortune with work and career but it sounds like you've also had a, a most of your challenges come from there as well would you relate to that kind of like uh, yeah I, mean, I think it's been an up and down with on the on the career side you know a lot of it's just taking jobs that i haven't really liked or haven't been interested in or or i you know just every now and then people make you know crappy career moves you know grass is always greener on the other side type of thing um, so in uh, past jobs that you ended up not liking or it didn't work out for one reason or another, um, would you say that um, like you butting heads with people or debating people has been a reoccurring theme with uh, people you've worked for or worked with? Uh, I think that's only in, in one scenario. Like when you say that, I my head immediately goes to one place. And yeah, like in one job five years ago i definitely butt heads with somebody who maybe just not want to be there anymore um outside of that i think the challenges have been more with you know like the company or my own boredom or um 
or a grass is greener at this other company type of situation for like why why I've left. That's really been and been personal. Okay. Okay. And um so I think you answered this, but uh as far as like where you experience the most challenge in your life, it sounds like it is like with work. It, or it wouldn't be like family or friends or something like that. Um yeah. Yeah. You agree? Okay. Um, you have me comparing challenge, you know, you know, marriage challenge, which is, you know, everybody has like a little bit of marriage challenge, you know, kid challenge. Kid challenge is hard, but that's, you know, 100 billion people have done it. So, you know, how hard is it? Yeah. I um, just mean in like comparison to of, maybe of all the things, I think work is probably the, okay. the challenge. Okay. Great. All right. Um, and we're getting close to the end of this chart. And I think with the other chart, we're, going to just breeze through it because I'm uh, getting a lot of good stuff from this chart, I feel like. Um, so, okay. As far as now, <laughs> this question is about vulnerability. So do you have any like self-perspective on where you feel vulnerable um, either now or in your childhood? Do you have, have, was struggling with like self-image or self-expression or your appearance, something that resonates with you or like you needing to prove yourself in order to be loved? Like, do you feel like I have to, like, I owe people me proving myself in order for them to love me and they're not just going to necessarily just love me to love me? Or how, do you relate to any of that? So it don't think I relate to the last part of that um, okay. at all. Um, you know, I, I, I guess I was heavier before um, at some point in my life. I, I grew up to be pretty large. And then I, you know, at some point, what was it, between like sophomore and junior year of college, um, you know, kind of put my foot down and, and kind of went from zero to hero overnight and started getting um getting uh you know female attention and that just kind of shifted very quickly um for me and now i'm a you know obviously super stud and it's kind of hard to get all the women away uh, <laughs> but no like I, I guess uh in terms of so I, I you know joking aside that that's that's true like i guess there was that kind of self-image insecurity there that I grew up with but um but then yeah that that shifted and I don't think that's really there anymore um and I don't really I couldn't really point to an insecurity now um, yeah I, I don't know I'd be hard pressed to to find one maybe okay. insecurity I live in like a, you know I I have very very successful friends um and I'm probably the least successful of them all, which it's not I'm not trying to be self-deprecating or anything. It's just like it's just obvious. They really clearly am. Um, so sometimes I start kind of comparing myself, which is like the number one thing to never do. Um, but most of the times I also remind myself, hey, don't do that. You know, you don't know everything about somebody else's life. So um, you know, if there was an insecurity that kind of pops up every now and then, it might be that. But uh outside of that, not really. 
Okay. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and then the last question just regards to um, some timing of certain events that may have uh, gone on due to some transits going on. So, um, okay. Um, so if you think back to uh, March of 2021, um, was there any um, crisis or uh, major loss or just major shift um, maybe in perspective or something going on? Was, was that a particularly difficult month for you, March 2021, or do you remember? So just to clarify, you don't mean March 2020 when COVID Correct. started. Correct. I mean 2021. <laughs> we had the vaccine. Biden was inaugurated. To take you back two months into the Biden administration, we got some hope, I feel like, with the COVID numbers going down. Are you no, there? I don't, I don't think there was anything significant in March of 2021. Okay. Like, even if I'm after all this stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll move on from there. So, okay, well, I've, that's pretty much chart, that chart. <laughs> so um, I'm going to move on to the other one, but I feel like based on all the information that you've given, I'm already like not feeling like the the other chart is going to resonate as much with you. So spoiler I'll, alert for our listeners at home. But. <laughs> well, that's just how I feel. And I'm going to kind of like read through some of it. You okay. know, it's hard for me to not like look at, you know, compare both of them, but yeah. So um, in this other chart, this is showing up as someone who is going to relate to being very empathic and very, feeling their feelings. And so have you ever felt like you might be an empath? And, uh, and what I mean by that is being around other people, you feel how they're yeah. feeling, like you feel it in your body. Yeah. I, I, so I hope this doesn't cloud things for you, but I think that's always, always been told that I'm uh, definitely on the empathetic side. I've always kind of felt that myself. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, that I can kind of feel their feelings for them. Um, okay. um, well, yeah. it doesn't necessarily just mean like sympathetic, but do you, like you hear someone's story, story and you feel sad, but I mean, do you physically, like if you are around other people, does it make you physically ill or do you feel like, especially yeah. if someone is emotional? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's not just imagining what somebody might feel like. It's kind of putting yourself in their in their shoes and feeling it for them a little bit too, right? Um, so, so honestly, the answer is probably a very firm yes on that one. Um, okay. You know, it, not that this is to the point, but you know, some if I watch like a funny video, somebody kicked in the nuts or something, then I'm like, oh, it's gonna hurt. You know, like I actually do kind of uh kind of kind of feel it on my side too. Um and which I've heard is a empathetic trait to feel like physical pain uh if you see it elsewhere. So okay. All right. So you do relate to being an empath. Okay. Do you relate to being a like an very romantic person? Um and very creative and in 
and emotionally intelligent and intuitive? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I think I'm really, I'm very thoughtful when it comes to being creative in my romantic life. Um, you know, try to be original in the things that I do for my romantic partner. Um, I am even outside of like the relationship romance. I, I, I think of things in romantic nature, like, um, yeah, like I think they're about like the, the romance of being in, you know, like, oh, this looks like a movie. This looks like a, you know, like whatever. Like, I, I, I think I think that way. Um, I think that my wife would agree that, uh, what is the like can you give me an example of something that you've done that was like just incredibly romantic i'm thinking of something dumb but uh like going to an italian restaurant beforehand giving a uh giving a bottle of wine where the label is that person's name on the bottle of wine or you know something like like that right um I don't know how extremely romantic that is. It doesn't take a whole lot of brain power to do that, but it's just, you know, the the foresight to go get a label created, go get the food, put that on the fair wine, go to the restaurant in advance, go, you know, do all that kind of shit. Like that's yeah, man, that's you know, it's a small one, but but yeah, I think pack a pretty good picnic too for sunsets and stuff like that. So yeah, I think it's romantic. Okay. And um, that does sound very romantic. <laughs> and do you relate I'm to being score a... that as romantic? <laughs> yeah, that is romantic. Um, so do you relate to being very imaginative and having a really deep inner world um, that maybe you could get lost in? Imaginative? Um, like, are you a daydreamer? No. Not really, but it could, it could also be that I just don't have time to do that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but no, I'm not. I don't sit there and I don't. I don't. I don't daydream. If I if I'm you know imaginative at all, like I sometimes I can see the worst case scenario a mile away because I've already envisioned it. You know, um, something like that. But I'm not. You know, I'm not imagining the future often. Okay. Um, and you already said you don't really connect with spirituality or faith. Were you brought up in a religious way? Um, my parents were religious. They, they you know, take us to Sunday school. Um, you know, grew up uh, Hindu. Um, I just don't. I don't know that I. I mean, honestly, a lot of it's based on astrology. To be honest with you, so I just don't know if like I bought into like all of it and like the fables of it all and you know the religion kind of following star signs and stuff like that i just think that was kind of anti the idea like i appreciate like the morality that it drives for but um but yeah i wouldn't say that i thought any of those people existed or any of those events actually happened but, okay do you relate to being atheist or agnostic probably agnostic if of the two 
Um, but maybe slightly, only because I think atheists just put you in a box of like, there's absolutely nothing. And agnostic was like, yeah, I'll open up the chance. So I'll go ahead and open up the chance. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So, so when you reflect, so we talked about your childhood earlier, but like in this chart, this is somebody um, who their childhood um, would have a lot more emphasis on um, security and uh, making sure, uh, well, like, how do I how do I put this in terms of childhood? Um, let me let me let me back up. So, do you relate to being introverted, especially growing up? Like you were very shy. Is that something that you relate to at all? Because yeah, definitely. Growing growing up, I think you could definitely say shy. Okay. And which probably went with the insecurity a little bit. Okay. Um, do you enjoy being at home a lot? Are you someone who, um, cause you did mention that you do like to socialize, but do you have to limit that? Does your battery wear out really fast? Yeah, I think I, I think I have an unlimited battery for socializing. Like, I don't think, um, I almost like don't get tired socializing. Um, do I need to be at home? I think you asked. Um, I don't know that I care if the, that social element is reached at home or like physically at home or elsewhere, but am I answering your question? Yeah, you are. You are. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I think I just have a, an endless battery for, for socializing. Um, and I, you know, I kind of can't stand just like being at home for a whole weekend or you know, even a whole okay. day. I can do something. Okay. Um, I don't know how to mark that, but so-so. Well, I would say no. I would say no to that one, you know, okay. like, because this was someone who's, I would say, wanting to be at home a lot more just sure. because of their social yep. battery wearing out. And, you know, you mentioned being an empath. That's the only thing that's like I'm scratching my head about because people who are usually empaths, their social battery does wear out and they cannot be around a large group of people for a long time. What's the correlation of those two things? I guess it would get exhausting if, if you're feeling the feelings of everybody around you, then it would start to get exhausting if you're around a lot of people for a long period of time. That's what I'm saying. If it's a fun social situation, like I'm not going to, like I'm not counting funerals as my social path, you know, like I, I'm, if I'm going from like, you know, last Saturday, going from a kid's birthday party to a baseball game to a bar to another bar to a dinner, right? It's like a lot of different situations just happen there. Um, I really packed it in and they're all unique and, and different, right? Um, and you were feeding off of the positive energy, and so therefore you you were empathically connected to people and really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So, was your mother, uh, or is your mother, a very um, 
spiritual and yes. creative person? Ooh, creative. You threw me with creative. It's almost like one of those two things be bundled together. But um, spiritual, absolutely. She's very religious. Um, I don't know about creative. That's a tough one. So is she like a like a Christian religion or is she like just sp- spiritual? Or, or no, something she, else? She's, like, she's, I mean, I, I don't think you meant Christianism, just specifically Christian, but yeah, she's like pretty deeply, deeply Hindu. She's what? Deeply, uh, well, like Orthodox religion, yeah, Hindu in this case. Sorry, yeah, okay, that's what I meant. Kind of just like a more re- like traditional religion. Yeah. Okay. Like a strict following of okay um all right uh and so in this chart um the love language i would read as someone who is uh a lot more um really wants to learn and experience the world with their partner and have really deep philosophical questions. And it's not that you, you know, you may relate to that. Um, but I mean that in like that being your love language, do you relate in that way? Probably not. Okay. Um, have you ever found yourself like attracted to foreigners at all or, um, what do you mean by that? Yeah, what is what do you mean by that? Well, um, this placement like, is connected with like people who are foreign, and so it doesn't mean like it just means someone who would be foreign to you, like from a foreign country to you. So not from uh, where you're from, right? That's what I'm saying. Okay. So, like, if this was me, Corinne. <laughs> would yeah, match with that I mean, she's from quebec which is where i am currently yeah and the snow so is I, uh, I guess i think the safe answer is probably no but okay you know, okay all right we've all got some invitations and that like a yeah, two-day boyfriend and girlfriend right on a trip so or something like that um okay and so and then in this chart um some of the significations that I was attributing to your marriage partner are more falling on where the house of children. So um, I would describe your child as being a lot more um, introverted um, and uh, more uh, kind of like focused, uh, like at it's hard to say because she's like you said only three. So, um, but you you did describe her as picky. But would you say that she is introverted at all or shy? Yeah, maybe, maybe shy. I I I don't know about introverted. Introverts. Okay. I would actually say I'd say no to introverted, but initially shy. Okay. Does she have um, a temper um, and is very rebellious? I don't even know if she knows what the rules are to rebel against yet. Um, So I don't don't think rebellious fits at the age yet, but does she have a temper? Yeah. Okay. 
Well, when I say rebellious, it means like maybe if you're trying to feed her and the food's thrown in your face or throwing the diaper at you or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I just, I just feel like all kids are, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think so. Like, yeah, I put, it a just big comes check. I put a she check mark there as soon as she asked it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then do you, so you described it sound like most of your challenge was in your work, but do you have any challenge with like your family? And I mean, like your more like your parents and if you have any siblings, do you have any siblings? I have a younger sister. Okay. And do you have any like res- major responsibility or challenge with that family? No. No. Okay. And can you describe your sister a little bit for me? Is she's um, someone who is a uh, also very kind of like logical and very perfectionist type person? Um, probably logical. Uh, I wouldn't say logical to be honest with you. Um, She's a lot like my mom, um, but she's in the emotional respect. Um, but she's not to say like, oh, but she's a doctor, which just makes it sound like, oh, but she's smart. But she is smart. She's, you know, highly intelligent. Um, she's a, a pediatric oncologist, um, takes care of you know, sick kids all day, which, you know, definitely says something about your personality. I don't know what it says, right? But um yeah what else are you looking for that's pretty much it um i feel like uh you know i feel like scott you really wanted me to go through all the questions again but you also wanted me to like uh... no 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 no. i want (laughs) you to get the information i was just like okay wanting the questions to see i guess that's the only like challenge with this format is i don't want to like double ask you know i feel like if we've already gotten the answer but you're but then again you're not really knowing what the other chart is so uh you know maybe we can next time go through you know each question for each chart at the same time if you know what i mean instead of like one chart at a time but um, but anyway, okay. So I feel like I've kind of gone through all my questioning. And so... Um, so now, basically, Sarah, do you have enough information to break this case? I think, I think I'm going to have to... Uh, you know me. I could always keep going. I could go for five more hours <laughs> asking questions because I find people thoroughly fascinating. <laughs> But I think, yes, uh, I think we're at a stopping point now with the questioning. All right. Well, we're going to find out after this commercial break what Sarah has decided and then find out if she's right. Okay, we're back. And Sarah has deliberated for a full 30 seconds and I think had her mind made up pretty early. So, Sarah, which of these two personalities... Uh, we should say there were the two that we listed at the beginning of the show were the grounded intellectual and the mystic adventurer. Which of these these two personalities have you matched with our guest Anker? 
Well, um, you know, it's funny about the the names that I pick out, you know, I'm picking them out before I even know the person or kind of seeing how these charts express. So sometimes in hindsight, I'm like, I don't, that's maybe not exactly how I would have picked that nickname. But, it's okay, because um, ja- chat GPT wrote these, so yeah. you're in the clear. Yeah, but I mean, it did kind of summarize some of the elements, so, um, but uh yeah, I, I was getting so much, um, you know, you 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 did throw me a little when you were, there was a couple things, like when you were talking about being an empath or feeling, uh, you know, like someone who is doing a, very romantic things, uh, and sort of when you were talking about your mother, those things kind of threw me a little bit. But because you um, are someone who seems very intellectual and when you're talking about how you process your emotions and it sounds like you're someone who really likes to uh, rationalize your emotions or like talk them out or think about them. And you said it did take you a little bit of time to get there, but that really was ultimately what you end up doing. Um, And the debate was mentioned a few times. So because of those things um and you just seem like you may not see yourself as very grounded but you're coming across maybe that way to me um so i kind of went with the grounded intellectual all right anchor how are you feeling about that between those two was was grounded intellectual just to be clear was that the first one or the second one i mean Um, not not the chart but out of the readings that we did today that was the first one. Okay. Ankur, were you feeling more in line with one or the other? I, uh, you know, I, I got to be honest with you. I, besides, I thought the thing that I didn't like about the second one was what immediately maybe ex- I excluded myself from the second one was the uh, outdoors, you know, that whole thing. Um, that was the first one, I think. The first one we were talking The first no. one we went through and being outside in nature, and you said, uh, no, definitely not into it growing up. But it was kind of like that was addressed. Like, yeah. that, was the, that was the first one. That was the first one. Yeah. That was yeah. like the fourth question overall, I think. Yeah. I would probably then, um, yeah. So that was the thing that made me not think about the. That's what excluded me from the second one, but oh. otherwise, I thought the second one was probably a better match. I don't, I don't know which one that is. From the, the second, the second chart was like empathic feeling, romantic. Um, the nose were having to do with like religion and um, not like socializing being a bad thing, but it sounded like it was a good thing for you. It's honestly um, tough. It's not what you want to hear, yeah, but kind of seeing. That's all right. I feel like I. Yeah. You know, it is hard for people, I think, uh, to have a lot of insight on themselves. I, I think it, it, even, you know... Uh, it's also the first time I've ever been called an intellectual um, by anybody. But you can put uh, that in your profile now. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, well, that's great. Yeah, and, <laughs> well, let's find out if you can put that yeah. in your profile, actually. Sarah... We know that you have chosen grounded intellectual to make this a double-blind experiment so that I don't influence. I don't know which chart that relates to. Is that chart A or chart B that you have chosen? Yeah, this was a tough call, but um, 
I I'm I'm just gonna go with it and we'll see. Grounded intellectual was chart B. Chart B is Sarah's selection. If I had a trombone right now, would it play a happy song or would it play a sad song? Oh my gosh. This is the part that's the hardest. Um, Sarah, I regret to inform you, we do not have a match. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh Anker's chart was in fact chart A, which matches up with the mystic adventurer, more in touch with emotions. This is what how she described it before wow. you came in. More in touch with emotions, empathic, possibly moody, feeling feelings, connected to spirituality, uh, debatable. Emotionally intelligent, compassion, hard to distinguish between sometimes their own emotion and others' emotions. Da- Anker really latched onto that empathic he question. Did. So he if did. I, I'm I'm coming at it because it's like, yeah, I don't believe either way. But I will say, if I was choosing a chart, Anker was really latching onto the second. Yeah, he was, he was, but the amount of socializing he does and, um, the debate aspect was, um, and just, I was just the vibe I was getting from my interaction with him here today. I was getting, maybe um, maybe you know me better than I know me, who knows? (laughs) No, you know what? I, uh, you know, if, if I'm one thing, I'm consistent. Scott. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't tell Anker your record, but Sarah is now (laughs) two and five. Yeah. Two and five. I get branded somehow. Um, No, I. I, I, Go ahead. Yeah. It's. uh, I I just, I think there's too many. I mean, the problem, the problem in all of this is that you're going to find too many characteristics that fit on both sides and then you're going to end up just you know coin tossing and you I know tell as I will say as someone who does believe in astrology I do agree with you because you know there we go we'd like to have agreement it to is close hard, out the episode it is hard in just a, this short time like trying to get information and get an idea of who you are and match it to a chart I think if I spend a lot more time with you, but I'm just saying like, I, I, I will still defend astrology, but I can't necessarily defend myself as an astrologer. There's a limited time that we got to spend with each other. Maybe we'll we'll spend more and then you'll be like, Oh, we clearly fit in the other box. Exactly. Well, every five episodes we do retrace where our listeners can have Sarah explain why the right chart was actually the right chart. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but i tell sarah you have an impossible job it's very difficult to to try to do what you're doing because from my perspective and ai's perspective it's gonna be oh yeah chat gpt agreed and had to put the caveat that this is not based on any sort of science um but we're putting it to scientific test and i hope everyone had fun today i sure did um it it was it was definitely fascinating getting to know you. Fun. I mean, it, it was fun. I haven't been asked that uh, that kind of depth of a series of questions about myself in a while. <laughs> and thinking about things I may not have ever thought about again, like the uh, like the like the wine bottle. That was a uh, that was a memory I hadn't had in five years. So, mm-hmm. uh, and that's uh, why astrology is good for uh, making you be introspective. Sometimes I think. Cool. Well, thanks, everybody. 
All right. right. We appreciate anything, anything you need to promote Anker or are you doing all right? No. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully your boss doesn't listen to this where Anker has described himself as a lazy worker, but um, we'll sign off. That's it. Everyone let us know what you thought by commenting on whatever platform you follow us on links to our accounts are in the episode description. If you like the show, please follow us. So you don't miss the next one rate and review and tell your friends. And until next week, this case is closed.